<laughs> Luke 12, um, we'll be starting in verse 22. So let me pray, and then we'll get started. Father God, I just thank you for tonight. God, this is our first kind of youth church uh, for the school year. Um, we really kick things off, you know, starting tomorrow in September. But God, there's some things that we need to kind of prepare for when it comes to this year, when it comes for where you desire us to be and, and maybe where we desire to be. We need to hear some things tonight that may help us, that may encourage us, that may guide us to that uh, growth, to that place of transformation, to that place where we are just walking with you. So God, just thank you for this group, for this family, for our youth, and for our adults that are part of this youth family. God, just bless this ministry, bless these kids, bless these adults, bless our parents um, as we get started this year. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, Let's just start with the scripture. Sorry. Uh, Luke 12, starting in verse 22. And it says, he said to his disciples, Jesus said to his disciples, for this reason, I'll tell you, do not be anxious for your life. Um, what you will eat or for your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, the nasty, nasty birds that neither sow or reap. To, to, to them, there is neither storeroom or barn and God feeds them. How much more are you worth than the birds? A lot, by the way. And which of you, by being anxious, is able to add an hour to his life, to his lifespan? And if you are not even able to do a very little thing, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They do not toil or spin, but I say to you, not even Solomon in all his glory was dressed like one of these. But if God clothes the grass in the field in this way, although it is here today and tomorrow it's thrown into the oven, how much more will he do so for you, you of little faith? And you do not consider what you will eat and what you will drink. Do not be anxious. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, because your Father is well pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give charitable gifts, Make for yourselves money bags that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven where the thief does not approach and moth does not destroy. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. All right, so I know you've had your hand up. I'm excited for this year. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to see what your question is in just a second. This year's already filling up of, of events and activities and plans and stuff like that. For, for this ministry and for y'all, I know y'all have already been busy um, the last few weeks, um, but uh, it's really about to kick off. So what I want to do is just kind of show you what's coming up, um, and then we're going to talk about some of the scripture and, you know, what we need to be doing for this year. Question. Um, usually like in a Bible, uh, I'm not sure about those, um, cause they're such small print and stuff, but a lot of Bibles will have, um, asterisks and stuff like this one. So starting in verse 21, let me find one. We're looking for capital letters. There we go. There's a B. Can any of one of you add a moment to his lifespan? You look down at the B or add a cubit to his height. It's all translation stuff. That's a good question, because you're going to see that when you're reading the Bible. What in the world do all these little thingamabobbers mean? It's either pointing to other scriptures, or it's saying, hey, 
This is actually how it was written, but we translated it like this so it makes a little bit more sense. Stuff like that. Usually, usually. usually? Yeah, and every now and then there'll be something different. Like, hey, actually this part of the scripture isn't in certain Bibles of old, old, old history. You know, weird things like that. So. Yeah, yeah. A lot of study study Bibles, youth study Bibles, will have a lot more usable things for kind of where we're at sometimes. Like I like translation stuff, but most people don't. That's okay. Um, but study Bibles will actually say, "Hey, this is kind of what this passage is talking about," or "Hey, here's a way you can pray through this passage," or just random things like that. So, good questions. So, let's look at this year. Um, Remember our rules, once again, be where you need to be, when you need to be there, have fun when it's time to have fun, think when it's time to think, don't ruin it for others, that's very important to always remember. The other thing is stay connected. I've talked to our volunteers, I've talked to our parents, your turn, I think I talked to y'all too, but church app, if you have a phone, get the church app, that's where all of our communication is, so like, hey, if you want to know what we're doing, eventually I'm going to stop responding to y'all when y'all ask and say, hey, look in the church app. Um, but there's other things we do, a youth memo now. Um, we already got one published. Braden wrote an article in it. This time it'll be Colton, um, and it'll come out Sunday. Uh, we have the Curious Corner, which is a mess right now, but it'll be more useful later. All these sermons on Wednesday night are recorded, so if you miss, you can always listen in. So stay connected. Something that we're going to be doing this year um, is every season, we're going to have a focus that everything that we do, Wednesday, Sunday, events, whatever, it's going to be leaning into this focus. The first one is called Real Talk. We want you to have, encourage you and your parents and our adults to have real conversations, conversations that matter, intentional spiritual conversations that'll encourage you and help you be more open about talking about Jesus or more open about talking about tough subjects with adults, uh, more uh, prepared just to man, help a friend going through stuff. So we're going to be doing different things to help with that starting uh, Sunday and next week. Um, Tonight, I want you to real talk to yourself, silently, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. But um, moving on, Youth Bible Fellowship is on Sunday morning. We're also, oh, it doesn't have it on there. Um, college class starts uh, this Sunday, so if you know any college students, tell them they can join us. We'll have a separate class for them. That is meaningless. Ignore that. Uh, the praise team that, you know, y'all already know, 4 o'clock. I just forgot to change that. Um, youth Church Wednesdays. We're going to be starting a series next week called Basic, and we're going to talk about basic fearing God, basic following Jesus, basic um, communion, basic praying. You know, what, what's the basics? But we're going to look at it in a way that's really going to challenge. It's challenged me, but it's going to challenge the way you think about church. You know, what is church, and what is it all about, and why are all these things so important? It's going to really uh, open our minds up to some uh, pretty cool things. But that starts next week. We're going to have open gym and bring your own food if you want, starting at 5.45 on Wednesdays. Um, block party is this Saturday, so invite people, because we want people to come. I know you told me that, so yeah, good. <laughs> anyway, um, 6 to 8. If you want to help set up, we start at 4, setting up. But um, step 4, it's supposed to say September, you know. Uh, we have Mass, and it's going to be at Emily's, and we're going at 5.30, so make sure you meet here by 5.30 on Sunday. Um, then we got other things going on. Care Pack starts next week. Um, so come support uh, some kids, help some kids on Tuesday night. Um, and you'll get something Sunday that has all this stuff in it. So um, Girls Night, we're going to have one of those. September 24th of the Cowlings. Guys, Youth Night, we're going to have one of those to be decided. 
I think y'all have decided D-Now's coming up, but uh, I haven't decided. D-Now's coming up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so a couple other things, just so y'all know. Um, like I said, real talk is going to be more... Uh, it's going to be happening all, all the time, all, all over the place. On Wednesdays, um, and I know I've told you this before, and y'all probably just don't believe me at this point. I'm going to try to do shorter sermons. There we go. There's a the reaction. Um, I try, and then I just look at the clock. I'm like, it's been six hours. Um, but no wonder nobody's here anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, and then you're going to go with some of our adults and just kind of have some conversations about it. Um, that starts next week with our basic series. We're going to do the same thing, uh, similar thing on Sunday mornings and stuff like that. So just, just to be aware of that. Um, but I, I just want you to look around at these volunteers um, that are in here. We've got Miranda, Rachel, Tammy, Dave, uh, this, this guy, homeless looking dude right there. <laughs> uh, Brent, Ron, Stormy, Mike. Um, and there's a couple others. But uh, this is kind of our, our Wednesday group that will be with you. Some of these also serve with us on Sundays, so I just want you all to be aware of them. You'll have a lot more opportunity. Y'all met with them last week, too, but you'll have a lot, lot more opportunity to talk with them as we go. So this year is kicking off, and my question is, and I want you to just kind of think about it. Don't say anything. What do you want? What do you want out of this year? That's kind of the overall arching, overarching question of tonight. What do you want? When it comes to your life, when it comes to school, church, faith, Jesus, family, friends, what do you want? And y'all kind of answered a little bit of that already um, with the responses last Wednesday. You know, some of y'all talked about wanting more events or fun things, and, st- and we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff like that. Um, and some of y'all talked about growth. I want to grow. And there wasn't you know, much content. I don't know what you want to grow in or if, it, if it's height or, or uh, width. Um, it happens. Don't judge people like me. I'm just kidding. Um, it's a joke. Uh, but I think some of y'all want to grow in your faith or grow with Jesus or grow with this whole church thing. Let's, let's focus. Um, and so before we answer what do you want, I want to share what I want for you. Exactly, uh, which... Uh, it's exactly said in our theme verse for our ministry. Now, the goal of our instruction, of everything we do, our events, our services, our teachings, is love. Love. Real love. Genuine love. Love that is from Jesus. Love that's from God. Not fake love. Not inappropriate love. Not uh, false, you know, um, uh, uh, incomplete love. No, we want love complete. We want love understood. We want love in its purest form. That you, that you both understand how much you are loved by God our Father and by His church and how much you are called to love and to actually love others with that real, genuine love. And if you think you figured out love, you're wrong. Love is so big, so wide, so deep that you'll never fully get it. As soon as you feel like you figured it out, I've studied the Greek of love, the Hebrew of love, the, the English of love, those are the only three languages that I don't speak. I don't speak really much of any of those. A little bit of English. But um, there's so much to it. Love isn't just a feeling. It's a decision. It's a commitment. It's an action. Love doesn't fail. It doesn't fall away. It doesn't give up. Yes, so many people, when they say, I love you, they give up on love. So anyway, the goal of our instruction is love that comes from a pure heart. A heart of integrity. A heart that is, man, connected with the heart of God. Connected to Jesus. 
That's, that's real and genuine. Um, love that comes from a good conscience. A, a mind. A mind that is centered, that is focused on Jesus. A mind that isn't conflicted with sin, that isn't committed to you know, wondering and thinking about everything else other than what matters, which you, know, you have to think about math and stuff. God says that matters occasionally. Not very often, but okay. No, I'm just kidding. Love that comes from a genuine faith. A faith that is yours. If you have parents that believe in Jesus, that's great, but that has nothing to do with you. You can't be, I was listening to a sermon today, and over and over again they emphasize, and I, I, it's so true, you aren't saved unless you believe and surrender to Jesus. A faith that is yours, that's alive and active. That's my hope for you. That's the goal of our ministries, is to help disciple you in those things. So that when you leave here, you're confident of your faith, you're confident of your love, you're confident of your focus, you're confident of your heart and your integrity. And when the world attacks you, and you don't have setups like this to help you out, which always be plugged into a church, that is extremely helpful, but you'll be ready to walk with God through it all. That's our, our hope and desire, and I spent way too much time on some of that. But, um, why? Because I know the transformative power that comes from just being with Jesus, knowing Jesus, loving, experiencing his love. Man, the, on the radio the other day, uh, they were wanting people, it was everyone, they were wanting people to text in, call in or something about, um, you know, what has God saved you from? It was something like that. And, you know, the, the Jesus answer is, oh, sin, death, you know, stuff like that. Um, but, man, I have a lot of other instances that God has saved me from, that he's kept me out of trouble, or he's kept me out of big trouble, or he kept me from getting hurt or somebody else getting hurt. God has rescued me from a lot of things. I can't take credit for it because I was making the wrong decisions, but things led one over to another, and God pulled me out of that. David talks about it in Psalms. He rescued me from the, the miry clay, the clay I was stuck in, and the floodwaters are coming. He pulled me out. I know that. Our volunteers know that. We want you to know that, to experience that, to share that with others. How it can save your life and also impact the world around you. See, I want the same thing Jesus wants for you, not to worry about all that life throws at us, to get caught up in it, but just to lean into him in all things. To seek him above all else. So tonight we're, we're going to sing two songs. I'm going to sing one and we'll talk a little bit more. Um, me. Um, it's okay. Um, yeah, they thought they were having to sing. Yeah, two new songs. Good luck. No. Um, and, and the first song, a, a lot of you know it, especially if you were in church two weeks ago and on Sunday morning, big church. Um, it perfectly captures my desire for you, my desire for this world. And I want to invite you in to that desire. But there's a couple things in the song. You know, when I first heard it, I loved the message of it, except certain parts. There were a few words I didn't like. The song talks about addiction, depression, and anxiety. And I didn't like that. And here's the reason I didn't like it. Not because I don't want to talk about those things. You know me. I'm willing to talk about anything. Openly, whatever. Yeah. If you're going through something, we can always talk. But the reason I struggled with this is because these words have been constantly misused in our society. And it, it, it just creates confusion. And it, it takes away from people who are actually struggling with those. Like addiction is not just a lack of self-control. 
Addiction is you're stuck in something. You've tried everything to get out. And the only way you're going to get out of any addictions is through help. Remember that. We'll talk about that more. If you want to talk about it, we can always talk about it. But the only way out of addiction is through help. Because you are no longer in a place where any control you have will have any effect. People, it's called white knuckling. You know, how long can I hang on to something? Like hanging from a bar, your knuckles turn white, and you're going to fall. None of us are strong enough to hang on forever. We need help. But anyway, that's one of it. Uh, depression is another, another thing. Depression is more than just feeling sad or down. Clinical depression is a real thing. It's a massive issue. And, and so often our culture and our society just misuses that word. And that not only misidentifies what we're dealing with, whether it's just grief, deep grief and sorrow, but it takes away from others that are truly struggling with it and need the help. Uh, the last one is anxiety. Anxiety is kind of the flip side. Um, there is a definition of anxiety that just kind of means worry, nervousness, concern. That's the anxiety the Bible talks about all the time. And then culture redefined anxiety. It's just weird to me. Like we take a definition that exists and we add another one just to make it confusing. Um, that's English for you. But uh, there, there's the general, generalized anxiety disorder. It's a real thing. It's a mental battle, a, a health issue. Um, and, and so anyway, the, the, getting off that, that topic, I guess, the reason I didn't like the song at first or parts of the song is because I was like, these words are so misused. But the truth, whether which way you define it, whether it's um, addiction or, or depression or anxiety, however you define those words, the truth, the words of these songs still is true, that Jesus is over it all. He's above it all. Jesus is still reigning, and he wants to help you through it all. And that's, that's the point. Whether you're in a tough spot, a good spot, or somewhere in between, Jesus just wants to walk with you. Wherever you're at, that's another sermon I was listening to, because um, I was working on stuff, so I just listened to stuff like that. But I, they made this really good analogy. Like, uh, one of these days, you'll have to buy a car or a house, and it's no fun because there's paperwork involved, way more than there needs to be. Like, they give you pointless receipts that are 10 feet long for, like, a banana, and then they just times it by 100 for anything bigger than that. What? We, buy, we bought bananas recently. I know. Carissa likes bananas. Stormy can't eat them. She'll die. Um, just so you know. It's possible. You're allergic. <laughs> anyway, the point I was going to make is, is God, God, God gave people a car. They took it. And wrecked it, destroyed it, stole from it, brought it back and said, hey, God, do you want to buy it back? He's like, full price, I'll take it. That's how God sees you. When we wreck in our lives, when our lives are just a total disaster and we've just beat ourselves up over and over again, that's what redemption all is all about, the redemption in Jesus, coming to Jesus. He still wants to buy you at full price because he says you're worth it. I don't know where I was going with that. But that's just important. So, um, I'm going to sing this song. Feel free to sing along if you want. The most important thing that you can do is pray this song. Even if you don't mean it, tell your heart, I want to mean it. I want to speak Jesus. I want to speak Jesus over these things and over these issues and over these people. Ah. Uh. 
I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom, I speak Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety. To every soul held captive by depression, I speak Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold to the shadows, burn like a fire. Shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus to my family. Through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. The most powerful part of that song for me, personally, even though I've dealt with some of the hard things, whether it was addiction or not, I've dealt with hard things, and right now, the most, the thing that makes me the most excited is the word that comes through. Test. The thing that, that hits me the most in that song is speaking Jesus over my family. Every Sunday. When we're singing that song, I'll do that exact thing. I can't sing it anymore. Because it's just 
so important to me. I want my, my baby girl to just know Jesus above all else. And I love y'all too, but she comes first. Um, <laughs> but I want more than anything for y'all to know Jesus and to own him as your Lord and Savior, your friend, your, your, your sovereign king, all the above. Such a powerful song. And that's what I want for you, to encounter and know the Jesus of power, of helping, of rescue, and freedom. So what do you want? Back to that question. What do you want? Again, y'all already answered that a little bit. You know, when it comes to the coming year, the ministry, and your faith. You know, many of y'all mentioned growth. And I, and I hope you want to grow too. That's a, a deep desire. I mean, um, my, my life verse um, a verse that I just applies to me 24-7, is so then just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him, being rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude. That's kind of, that's kind of like my life verse, but that's kind of the verse I desire for everybody is to know Jesus and continue growing in him. But here's the thing about growth. You have to choose it. You have to allow it. You have to decide that you're going to grow in the positive direction even when everything's bearing down on you. God wants to use everything in your life. Nothing's accident. He wants to use everything to build you up in Jesus. So growth doesn't happen when we refuse the process it takes. For example, outreach, evangelism, witnessing, whatever you want to call it. When it comes to talking to people out, you know, people that I don't know, I hate it. I would much rather, and Stormy can confirm this, I am happy to not go to a party or an event or something and just stay home <laughs> and do whatever. I, 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 I'm at first an introvert, and then once I know you, I get loud and have fun. But I want to grow in that. Those things, because Jesus says what we should. He says, tell people about who I am. And so I'm like, okay, I don't like this, but I'll give it a shot. You know, we uh, challenged the church um, to go hand out some cards to the neighborhood about the block party. That is the very last thing I want to do. Knocking on somebody's door and just standing there awkwardly is bad enough, but when they open it, I freak out. I go, ah! (laughs) It's not true, but that actually might be a good conversation starter. Um, but uh, anyway, no, I, I, I'm willing to endure the discomfort. I'm willing to challenge myself so I can grow more in him, to sacrifice some of my, my time, my effort, my, my comforts, just to grow. Again, growing must be embraced. If you want to grow, it's going to take some personal effort. God's watering you. He's pouring in all the manure in your life. Isn't that a fun picture to think of? It's a joke. (laughs) Just to help you grow. But if you refuse to come out of the soil, it doesn't make a difference because he lets you have the choice. If you want growth, this passage tells you exactly what you need to grow. Seek the kingdom and these things will be added to you. The things that get us in life, that worry in life. Seek him, his kingdom. Surrender your kingdom He's going to give you what you need for growth. And if you want growth, it, it comes back to your priorities. 
Do not be afraid, little flock, because your father is well pleased to give you the kingdom. He's excited about it. How many of y'all, your parents are ready to give you their house? How many of y'all, they're still not sure if they're going to leave you at home or not? Um, God wants to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give charitable gifts, make yourselves money bags that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven where thief does not approach or moth does not destroy. There are things we can invest in in this life that won't make it to heaven. And we've got to recognize that, but there's things that, that truly do matter. It's the way we live, the way we worship, the way we exercise our faith, the way we share, speak the name of Jesus. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Again, if you want growth in your life, it comes back to priorities. You know, when people are like, or when pastors or me, hey, is God first in your life? Sometimes we're inclined to say yes, whether we're just trying to get away out of, the, out of the question real fast or we're lying to ourselves or we actually believe it. God has to be the center of your life if you want to experience true growth, growth in the right direction. And everything else has to come second. It's a challenge. And there's going to be days where you don't feel like you've, you've measured up that, to that or you're, you're succeeding in that. But you've got to choose to fight for it. Fight for the right things. In my life, and I talk about this freely, God comes first. It's not always the case, but I always come back because I know where I need to be. And so I'm always trying to check, is God truly coming first in my life? And then family. Family is your first calling. You might get a job. You might become a pastor. You might work at a, well, any of that. Family is your first calling. God created us for family first. For, for him and then for family. And so Stormy's going to, you know, one, one thing I try to make an effort, I don't always succeed at this, neither of us do, is always trying to leave enough room for each other when we get home. Some days we have really hard days. But what we got to do is reserve enough energy, time, effort to invest in our marriage because our marriage is so important. And then Carissa, she doesn't understand what I'm saying yet. She understands no now. She'll throw a fit if you tell her no. It's awesome. Um, it's funny. But I want to keep speaking Jesus over her life even though she doesn't. She comes first. Like this week, I haven't been able to work on the 50,000 things I need to be working on because she's been sick. So I've been at home. Trying to work from home, I'm okay working at Remember, I like being home. But when I'm working at home, I'll be sitting there, you know, doing whatever I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, I feel these little hands grab on my knees and start trying to climb up and close my laptop, stuff like that. She makes it hard to work, but she will come first above everything. And then comes the church. The top three priorities in my life is God, family, and then church. And that doesn't mean just youth ministry. If I'm just a youth pastor, I'm failing at being a church, being the body of Christ. And we're going to talk more about that in the coming weeks. But being involved with the family, the fellowship of Jesus is our next priority. Jesus cherishes, loves, and died for the church, and he calls us to uh, um, mimic him, not mimic, but whatever word, he calls us to be like him. Imitate. There it is. And if we're not loving and cherishing the church, then we're not mimicking Jesus. So what are your priorities? Because your priorities determine your growth. The things that you put first in your life it doesn't even mean the most time. Y'all go to school like 30 hours a day, I think. Um, it feels like it, right? Um, you can't do anything about that. That's not what we're talking about here. Sometimes, okay, I spend way too much time on this compared to Jesus. 
it shows that we have some, but you can lean into Jesus. You can follow Jesus while you're doing math problems. Sometimes it's like praying, God, make me accidentally get this right. It doesn't always work. Um, there's one time I think it worked for me. I did a test and I passed. I was like, I didn't know any of that. Um, but, and so anyway, but uh, think about your priorities. What's coming first in your life? What's coming second? What's coming third? And just kind of go down the list and be honest with yourself. We're not making, taking notes and making you turn them in and I'm going to grade your priorities unless you just want me to do that. It's a zero um, automatically. We can always do better. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. But here's what I want to do. I want to help you all prepare for this year. We're going to have a lot of things going on, and I deeply, deeply encourage you to come to the things that we have going on. You're not going to be all, always be able to make it. That is okay. We try to give you like the podcast and stuff so you can catch up on things. But you know, your, your closeness with Jesus is not determined by your attendance with church. Most of you all are under a failing grade for that. We can pull it up because um, it tells us. It's funny. Um, it'll say percentage-wise of how much you've come to stuff. Anyway, um, that's not what we're grading on. That's not what God's grading on. He just wants you to lean into him. So I want to invite you to prepare for this year by um, making some decisions, talking to God a bit, deciding your priorities, um, how you're going to grow or how you desire to grow, and then setting things up so that you can grow and prepare to grow that way, to seek his kingdom first and put worry and put you know struggles and put everything else and just seek him and allow for Jesus to make an impact and transform you. To, to speak Jesus. So here's what I want to invite you to do with me. We're going to start with a time of prayer. I'm going to open it up to a time of prayer where you just get to talk to God about what you're going through, what's going on. God, help me because I, I need help with my priorities. Then we're going to have a time of reflection. Talk to God first and then reflect on what your priorities currently are. You know, what's going on in your life? Am I putting this above you? Am I putting this above my friends and family? Friends fit into the church thing, by the way. Friends are important. Um, a time of decision where you're going to decide what's going to come first in your life or second or third or fourth. You can make a list on your phone. You can grab a piece of paper. Stormy will help you with that if you want one. Um, but a time of decision. And then a time of worship. Um, eventually, I'll start singing another song. And it's about you choosing. You choosing to lean into him to worship. Um, once again, sing along if you want, but the most important part is not the singing. It's knowing what the words mean and praying them yourself, declaring them and proclaiming them yourself. So let's start with a time of prayer. Father God, we just come to you in these next few moments. We want to speak his name. We want to speak Jesus. Jesus, will you just embrace us? Jesus, will you speak to us in this moment? Will you guide us right now? And we just want to join him in this moment, a time of prayer. God, help us to, to talk to you. As we now enter into a time of reflection, we, we kind of just reflect on what is priority in our life. What do we want to grow in? God, lead us in these next few moments of just reflection. Help us to decide kind of where we're going to stand. We might not fully be with you right now. We might not fully believe, but God, put it in our hearts just to desire to try, to, to, to want that. God, guide us in making that decision. Maybe we're 
uh, just in a place where we're not putting you first, guide us in this time of making a decision to start doing that. Or maybe some of our other priorities are out of whack. Or maybe some of them are, are in the right spot, but God, just guide us in making a decision, what we want to grow in, what we're going to do about it over this next year. God, just help us to respond with a life of worship, not just a song, a life of worship, putting you first and following you. I choose to worship, I choose to bow. Though there's pain in the offering, I lay it down. Here in the conflict, when doubt surrounds. Though my soul is unraveling, I choose you now. I will praise you through the fire, through the storm and through the flood. There is nothing that could ever steal my song. In the valley, you are worthy. You are good when life is not. You will always and forever be my song. I build my altar right here and now in the midst of the darkest night it won't burn out for you are perfect no matter what in the joy of the suffering I sing it loud I will praise you through the fire through the storm and through the flood there is nothing that will ever my song in the valley you are worthy you are good when life is not you will always and forever be my song when the enemy says I'm done I lift my praises when my world comes crashing down I lift my praises high till the darkness turns to dawn I lift my praises choose to worship choose you now when the enemy says I'm done I bring my praises when my world comes crashing down I lift my praises high till the darkness turns to dark I lift my praises I choose to worship choose you now fire, through the storm and through the flood there is nothing that could ever steal my song in the valley you are worthy you are good when life is not, you will always and forever be my song I choose to worship I choose to choose you now Father God may that just be our prayer 
that, that we truly do choose you now. That we start to put you back in, 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 in the first place in our life. Or continue doing that. Because God, you have a great year lined up for us regardless of what we experienced this year. Man, you have great things lined up for us. And you're ready to take all those things, those things that just don't work out for our good or what feels like doesn't work out. You're ready to take it all and make it work out for our good. So God, just guide us as we prepare for this year, as we enter into a lot of different things, and as we continue to choose you and choose to worship. So Father, just thank you for these students. I thank you for, man, just this challenge, this message. Guide us. May we be the church. May we, as we leave this room, as we enter the mission field, may we be your hands and feet. And may we choose to live a life of worship. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.